Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, go ahead and roll for Perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from chill chieftains to choice chulls. And today, we're talking about Goliaths. All right. All right, Brian. Today we're talking about Goliaths. Are we? Yes, yes, we are. They're the largest playable race as of right now, and uh, they're almost always the largest playable race that is still considered the size medium in any edition. They're really big. <laughs> so uh, I, I wasn't. I immediately thought of the um, the robotic like um, shit that the humans get in in StarCraft. It's like a big robot. Like, have you seen the Matrix? Or like the, the Space Marines? What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, the Space oh, Marines. They yeah, have okay. these things called Goliaths. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I know the, yeah. the unit you're talking about. No, so not um, so far off no, they, they're as far not, as size. They're, they're, they're not, not robotic, they're right? They're not that big either. I don't think they're that big. Those things are pretty big, right? The Goliaths? You know? I would figure there'd be... No. Okay, well, well Goliaths, mean, yeah. Goliaths are seven, eight feet tall and roughly three to 400 pounds usually. Okay. Um, they're really... Really big, really well muscled. They tend to have like gray or brown skin with darker patches that line their body. Yes. Um, sometimes these patches are inconsequential. Sometimes the Goliaths consider them to be divine or holy magic that kind of like discerns their fate. And because of that, oh, like shit. Goliaths don't get tattoos. Oh. Um, they are a very tough skinned people and they have prominent bony growths called uh, lithoderms or lithoderms. Um, that kind of look like pebbles, like they're almost oh, like yeah. pebbles, like, like on their elbows or like on their chest or where on their head or little whatever. like hard raises in their skin. Yeah, uh, they're they're generally um, uh, bald, usually, okay. but they, sometimes they have hair. 
So. Yeah, I've seen Bard's um, drawn or not. I'm sorry, not Bard's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was last episode. That was Brian. last episode. Um, yeah. Goliaths. Because mm. I started. I was like, oh, we did a Bard episode. Now we're doing a Goliath episode. And I totally forgot to mention uh, Scanlan the Bard from Critical Role. No, what about him? and his buddy Grog the Goliath? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's was... why we did these episodes back to back. Sure, they're always pelling around. And I just yeah. saw artwork of Grog uh, the Goliath with like a nice goatee or something. You know, we like, like to talk about a show we don't watch a lot on this show. I actually <laughs> they dropped it as a podcast, and uh-huh. I've started listening to it. Oh shit! No yeah. shit, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, I might check it out. Yeah, they've got like the first ten episodes. They were like way back in the day. They have a dragonborn that's... character with them that's no longer on oh, the yeah, show. Oh yeah, Tiberius. Yeah, he's yeah. um, he's a lot. He's like a lot to deal with, Is Men- he? like mentally, like listening to the show. He's probably my least favorite part. Yeah. Oh, really? I remember yeah. the first few episodes. I thought he was really cool. He probably like it's for some people and not for others. And I don't think it's for me. OK, because his character is like a, a huffy know it all that like also like takes things too literally and like can cause it can cause problems role play wise, like for oh, the party, like interesting. Uh, like like it's very like brash. Like okay. un- unreasonably so in some scenarios. Oh. I don't know that that kind of irked me a little bit, but okay. I, I, I digress. Back to Goliaths. Yeah. So Goliaths, uh, one of the main things about them is that they live, uh, they, they're really tied to a terrain specifically. They're mountain, mountain people. Mountain people. Very, very high mountain people. Mm-hmm. And that is going to inform a lot of their culture that is in the lore. Um, they're a tribal society, usually traveling in tribes of like 30 to 40. Okay. Um, you never see an old Goliath. And there's a reason for that. Um and we'll get to it. We'll we'll, we'll slowly yeah. make our way to that. But there's there's a primary reason why you never see old Goliaths. Uh, I think I might know what it is too, but we'll get okay. there. Okay. All right. Well, one of the main things about Goliaths, they are a very athletic and very competitive race. Yes. The competition uh, was co- what yeah, I com- was thinking Competition of. is hot for Goliaths. They love it. They revel yep. in it. And it permeates through basically everything they do in life. They're always trying to better... Uh, themselves, kind of like Genasi. How when we talked about that, they're always trying to push the envelope. Yeah, and and there there is a there is a a likeness there. But Goliaths, it's it's a problem with Goliaths. Yeah. Uh, the problem with Goliaths is they're always trying to one up themselves, and eventually you're one up, you're un one upable. Like okay, and it gets them killed a lot. Because they're risk takers, they're constantly trying to kill a bigger beast. I see. Do a, do a more yeah. risky jump, do a faster climb, and it almost always gets them killed eventually. Which is one of the main reasons why you never see an older Goliath. There are other reasons. When I say athlete, though, um, I, I really do mean athlete. Sports are a big thing for Goliath. They like games of uh, jumping and hunting and fighting. Uh, they like games of of literal sports. Like I think I saw. <laughs> I was reading through a wiki on Goliath Sports, and uh, they have a, a game called uh, Goat Skin Ball or whatever. Oh, shit. And I, so I'm reading the rules, and it's, <laughs> cool. it, it's dodgeball. It's Hell dodgeball. Yeah. They play dodgeball. And like that's awesome. And I certainly wouldn't want to be hit by a fucking dodgeball thrown by a no, Goliath. Hell no, especially but, if it's made of goat skin. Yeah. Like, what's the inside? Uh, fucking a rock I or forget, something. No, they stuff. I think they... I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, they, um, they, they're they really into sports. They're really into athleticism. And they're really into bettering themselves all the time. Yeah, okay. Um, they're super about being daring 
and uh, taking risks. Yeah. Uh, because I think like, uh, I'm going to climb this fucking cliff. Yeah. It's treacherous as fuck and watch me do this right, right now. Right. Well, I'm I like, think, oh shit. <laughs> I think, I think a big part of it is that because of the nature of the place they live, in order to survive, they have to take huge risks to get the resources they need. Yeah. So, like, it's really highly encouraged. It also gets a lot of them killed. Yeah. You're like um, physically, like, uh, just with no wings living where birds probably would live, right? Uh, yeah. High up. Yeah, mountains. high, high up, yeah. And they actually get features that really highlight where they're from. Right. Uh, which which we'll get into. They, um, they are super about talent. They're super about dedication. They have a certain sense of honor and duty. They're kind of a lawful race almost. Okay. Um, but they really honor things like effort. Effort means a lot. Like even if they fail, even though they don't like failing and they don't like seeing others fail, like effort counts a lot to them. Um, they also have this innate, strong sense of fairness when it comes to competition. Um, yeah, because you don't want to cheat to win. That would take they, the spirit they, out of they're it. They're not. Yeah, they don't honor cheating. They're 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 not into tricks or magic or any of that shit. It's just about like prowess. Yeah, you know, you doing get out it. there yeah. and do it. Yeah, just get out there. Yeah, and they have a. They definitely have a a huge amount of trust with each other and honor. Like, okay, it, it's kind of a thing with them. That being said, they are not. Of fucking nice people. They <laughs> no. are very kind of brutal in a lot of ways. They're very brutal. And if a adult Goliath cannot carry their weight, if they like can't fight, if they're injured for too long, if they grow too sick, if they get too old, they leave them behind. They, not just leave, they exile them. Like, no, not only uh, are we walking away from you, you we're not allowing you to walk after us. We'll kill you. Yeah. Like, and a Goliath on their own, even like a very skilled one, is not likely to survive because they have really fucked up environment they decide to live in. Yeah, they would have to, if they were exiled, to leave, right? They would have to get out of there quick. Like they, maybe just, they, they have to separate themselves from the tribe. Take the adventurer's path. Maybe. Yeah, well, there you go. And that's I think that's going to be a, a big one for a lot of Goliath players. Yeah. Like, they were exiled for whatever. Because I had and, a bad run for a couple months, but I'm actually yeah, a badass. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and I think, I think well, since we're talking about Critical Role, I think uh, Grog was, was exiled or whatever, and he was injured to almost to the point of death. Yeah, what's her face saved him? A cleric happened upon him and healed him, and that's why he survived, and then he left. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think you're, you're going to see a lot of stuff like that. Let's talk about the origin of Goliaths because it's a little muddled, and uh, there's basically two different versions. Um, Goliaths are often related to giants in some way, shape, or form. Oh, cool. Um, they are huge. They are really big, yeah, although giants are way, 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 way bigger. Um, but it's often said that giants are uh, a product of – or Goliaths are a product of giant fornication. Honestly, I don't see how the biology of that works out. But Hagrid is a thing in Harry Potter, so yeah. So Hagrid's a Goliath. He's a Goliath wizard, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm coming to this realization right now. Oh fuck. Um, so yeah, Goliaths are almost considered like quarter giants or half giants or something like that, or just having giants in their ancestry. Giant blood. Yeah, yeah giant blood in their ancestry. And Not all. like the size of the blood. No. Right. Okay. Just, just yeah. wanted to just, just hereditarily <laughs> giant in origin yes. blood. Um, those giant hemoglobins. The, yeah. <laughs> the um, the other origin I see is uh, sometimes it's said that they were created by gods that were beseeched by men and climbed up in the mountains for a greater form. And so they were bestowed upon the, the, the form of Goliaths. Okay, cool. So there they are. Either way, um, 
Goliaths do have some sort of relationship with giants because giants share the same ecosystem. Okay. And so usually it, it almost all, all the time it's a hostile environment. Oh, I was going to um, ask yeah, what happens when the they giants. meet up. Yeah, they oh, do not shit. like each other. Um, I'm sure it's a numbers thing. Like there must be more Goliaths. There's way more Goliaths than giants. I mean, honestly, how how many giants can the ecosystem support? Like they're fucking huge. That's fair. Um, The real real life answer is none because that's the way physics and and biology works. But this is a magical world, (laughs) so a few. Um, Anyways, uh, (laughs) um, and often that hostility is really warranted, not just because they're warring and vying for territory, but oftentimes there is a certain. about a history of the Goliaths being a slave race to the giants. Oh shit! There's a lot of that in D and D, where like a race was a slave race, but they're liberated and now. Yeah. There's like this thousand year animosity. Dragonborn Genasi. Dragonborn Genasi. Now Goliaths. Yeah. Goliaths. Dwarves actually. We didn't talk about it in the dwarves. Oh, episode. Fuck. Dwarves what? have a huge thing against giants too, which is a big part of why dwarves and Goliaths get along really well. Oh, nice. Um, they're both very lawful. They're both very stubborn. They both, they're really a lot alike. And like in, very neutral in nature, I feel uh, like. They're too. very lawful, neutral in nature usually, although dwarves tend on the lawful good side of things. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they cherish a lot of the same things. They cherish competitiveness. They cherish uh, athleticism and strength. Um, they're both very like stubborn and honor and trust mean a lot to both races. Okay. They both live in the mountains and they both hate giants. So like, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they get along um, quite a bit. As a matter of fact, Goliaths, most of their trade is going to be with uh, dwarves because they're in close proximity and they love dwarven weapons. Right. Goliaths are not as skilled. um, And I kind of want to talk about that. Goliaths are not as skilled at a lot of things and it's because of their society. They live in a society where no one has any age experience. No one has any wisdom of years lived. Like society like that basically has no chance to flourish because it can't learn from past generations it's in this constant state of being young okay and not knowing like uh as a matter of fact goliaths have an interesting um relationship with elves they think elves creep them the fuck out because the the (laughs) idea they live for so long and the idea that there is a being that can live long enough to know its great 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 grandparents freaks them out they usually they don't even know their grandparents like right. they never meet their grandparents right. because their grandparents it's already over long. yeah exactly so they live in this this almost like self um deprecating cycle if you will yeah I, they've, they're crippled, happy. they've crippled themselves by not being yeah. able to pass information down exactly. efficiently i i would i would gather to say the goliaths are probably pretty happy with their lot in life but at the same time like that happiness probably only lasts to the point where they're exiled, and it's just like, fuck, I'm 40 and uh, 45, and I got injured. And I never and, knew my grandmom. Yeah, I never <laughs> knew my grandmom, and I don't know why he would say that specifically. But, but and now like you're exiled. To like this existential point. Yeah, it's just like maybe the way they're doing it is wrong, but like whatever. That's their culture. Yep. That's Goliath. They'll never be able to pass that wisdom on. They've just it, been exiled. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um so there's no elderly and kind of society kind of suffers for that fact. But they do like trading with races and generally like they are friendly. I I, I, I don't want to say that they're not friendly because they are. They're friendly to outsiders. They're open to trade as long as there's a trust. If you break that trust, that's it. It's over. Right. But like they are cruel in in as much as like they really do exile people for like trivial cases. They don't care for each other like that. If you can't carry your weight, it's over. Um, but only the best. Only the best. And uh, and they certainly do love the best. Okay. And I love the best short rests. So let's take one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to the part of the episode where we're resting. And we also stopped talking about that last thing. I even I forgot what it was. But we're going to talk about uh, we're talking about you guys right now. Thank you guys. You've been watching the show, and you got here, and I'm into that shit. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm a fan. Thank you very much. Um, it humbles me to see all the people coming in to listen and uh, giving us that constructive feedback and everything. Um, it it really means a lot. And thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you guys rock. Um, and if you guys have any questions for us, if you, and again, like Brian was saying about constructive feedback, if you have any of it, feel free to send it to us via our Twitter. You can reach out to us on Facebook. You can email us at thedungeoncast.gml.com. And let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear or see from us. Uh, We're about making this show better. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know how we can make the show better for you. Indeed. Um, so... Uh I think next episode we're announcing the winner of that contest you were running, Will, about the Hero Forge. Maybe? Yes, yeah. Cool. By, by the time this episode airs, it'll be like two weeks from that time. Yeah, and so. Twitter will will be well informed. So watch that Twitter. You can find the Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. That's where all our stuff is. We're on SoundCloud.com slash the Dungeon Cast. We're on YouTube. Search Dungeon Cast. We'll come up. Uh, get us on Stitcher. Get us on Podcast Addict. If you're on iTunes, uh, please leave us a like and subscribe. That really helps the show. But nothing helps the show more, Will. 
than tweeting about it to your friends or no, just tweeting about it, just, word just of mouth. talking about it at all. Yeah. yeah. Talk to your family, talk to your friends, anyone who's interested in D and D. Yeah. Um, if you think the show will help them and it helps me um, do my D and D stuff uh, as a dungeon master and a player, uh, please let somebody know uh, if you think they'll like it, that would really help us out and hopefully we can help them out. And that's, I'm out of stuff. I'm out. I feel good. Like I rested or something. Oh yeah. I definitely rolled those, rolled those hit die. Yeah. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we were talking about Goliaths. Um, Yeah, well, I wanted to tell you about a Goliath I made. His uh, his name was Gregor, and he was... Uh, I don't know if he was exiled or not. The origins of, of Gregor are uh, mysterious, but maybe I'll flesh them out right now. Ooh. Where he ended up, well, though... I got was, something to say on that, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, where he ended up, though, was very interesting to me. He ended mm-hmm. up as a Coliseum fighter, mm-hmm. and he was a champion fighter, and mm-hmm. he was really, really good at what he did. Oh, yeah. He loved... Uh, he loved uh, going out, slaying a monster, and said, "Bring me the next, the bigger, get the bigger thing out here." Like <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Get right. the bigger thing out here. Like really embracing that, um, like not just competitive nature with like other gladiators or things like that, but competitive versus like my ghost, myself. Like you know how yeah. in Mario Kart you can race your ghost after yes. you do a lap. That's he, what was, he was doing. Gregor was constantly like, <laughs> "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a better fighter next fight." Like right. I use that technique, I can do it better, and right. would. That's like, cool. I like that. Yeah, as you level, it would make sense because you're leveling mm-hmm. up in D and D, and like it would get better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, had that had that hot seventeen in the strength. <laughs> yes, it's very nice. Was gonna definitely take the stat boost. Um, it's actually interesting that you chose for him to be a gladiator because um, so we talked a little bit about like Goliaths and trust and like they're pretty open to to traitors and and outsiders. Um, and we talked a little bit about how like if you break that trust, you're fucked. Well, one of the things that Goliaths do have to worry about is there are individuals out there who find Goliath tribes and kidnap young Goliaths in order to make them into slave fighters and gladiator rings. He was being trapped there. Yeah, so it's funny that that's what you came up with independently because that is a thing. Like, that's a thing in D&D lore. For sure, and that's weird because I went through the player's handbook on this one and was like, Uh okay, like, cool, I'm going to do this because they're inherently, like, very, like... They're very buff. This is a good environment for them, which makes sense that they would get kidnapped to be in that environment. Yeah, and they're very buff. There it is. Rolling Um, those crits on the 19. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, well, that's a fighter thing, though. Yeah, so, he was a champion yeah, fighter. A champion fighter, like so. Oh. That's the closest thing I can get to like a gladiator. I think. Uh yeah, yeah. I think, or unless uh, a barbarian would probably be make I a good gladiator. I think there's a gladiator um, background. It's not gladiator. It's uh, shoot. It might be under soldier. Or oh, my, yeah. oh no, there's no, it's under entertainer. Actually, what hey, you take the entertainer background, but there's a gladiator. Um, oh shit! Uh, I guess you are an thing. entertainer. Yeah, yeah. There's a gladiator alternate. Uh, background you could take. That's it's in the PHB. Yeah, it's oh, really cool. sick! Um, yeah, check that. So, Goliaths and religion—they're not very religious. No, they—they're probably not clerics. Yeah, no, definitely not. The, uh, what about druids? Druids? Yeah, I. You know, you see that sometimes. Um, you don't. The shaman class doesn't exist in Five E, and not that okay. it has to for there like to be witch shamans. doctor shaman. Yeah, like witch doctors, shamans, like those that speak with the spirits of nature. They're very, very nature. They're very in tune with nature. Yeah, I mean, they're living in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as for they're very into to primal forces. Okay. Um, 
they might worship the mountain they live on or something like Hell that. Hell yeah. And, and be, being D&D, the mountain they live on might be fucking sentient. Like, who fucking knows? The mountain provides. Yeah. yeah. The, the islands of Moana are sentient, so there it is. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so let's talk about the mechanics. Unless, do you have any more questions about Goliaths? Uh, not right now. Maybe we'll get there. Okay. So uh, Goliaths are going to get that plus two to strength and that plus one to con. I actually feel like they should get plus two and plus two. But that's just me. Okay. Uh, they get plus two strength, plus one to con. This reflects, again, their toughness, their, yes. their endurance, their uh, strength. It's just... Maybe they're... Uh, maybe the con, Yeah, maybe the con isn't a plus two because of their lifespan. Yeah, but that doesn't have to do with, like, their their longevity. Because they, they, they live as long as humans do. It's... it's oh, that's know, fair. Yeah. yeah. If anything, okay. your constitution is through the... Pretty good, earth. yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, you're automatically proficient in athletics, which makes sense. You gain a really cool ability called Stone's Endurance, in which you can, like, reduce damage. Yeah, that is really yeah, cool. I think it's once a short rest, and I think it's, like, a D12 plus your con mod or something. Sweet. Which, again, having that plus two to con would be pretty cool for that nice Maybe ability. they're trying to, like, maybe we want to give it a 1.5, and that was a good way to do it. Yeah. I just... Okay, so the reason I think they should get that plus two to uh, Constitution is because... Outside of Stone's Endurance, the rest of their stuff is super situational. Okay. And, like, I think they are, their features are weak enough to warrant the plus two to con not being overpowered. Personally, that's just my personal opinion. Okay. I could be mechanically wrong on this. Maybe the math doesn't add up. I mean, I, I love more. Yeah, I mean, we all do. But, you know, power creep is a thing, and I know that Wizards has to worry about that. So, like, they tend to err on the side of weaker, and that's fine. Like, I, you know, it's it's more – the role play is way more important anyways. I always forget, like, you're in a party, you know, like – Yeah, you, you shouldn't be able to do it all. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, somebody's going to um, compensate for the weakness in some way. So yeah. get creative. You'll figure it out. Absolutely. Uh, being the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of the D&D world <laughs> that they are, they get a powerful build feature, meaning that they count as large for any caring or lifting hell yeah so yeah when they hit the gym they're looking good fuck yes um they're mountain born which make makes it so that they're automatically acclimated to any elevation above twenty thousand feet Ooh. and cold weather extreme cold weather they're they're good they're yeah, good so they're no, okay. no saving throws on still bare chested yeah and that's it that's all they get which again is why i think they should get that plus two to con but yeah okay yeah that's that's uh that's pretty narrow and and yeah you're right situational yeah. like you're not always going to be in the mountains in your D campaign but no. um What's like a good um what's a good pairing like like I know fighter is really oh, good class wise yeah like uh, maybe I think, you want to compensate in that way with like a background or something like that Okay so I think the most common and the one that makes like the most like intuitive sense for Goliath is barbarian okay. like they're basically they are barbarians as it is because remember <laughs> as the, a culture as a culture yeah we talked about in the barbarian episode that athleticism and natural instincts are like the two defining things about the barbarian, and they're also the two defining things about the Goliath. They go hand in hand. So strength, stats, wisdom. St- not strength, wisdom, but strength and uh, instincts. Although instincts are tied to wisdom, mm-hmm. like the barbarian doesn't have anything that needs wisdom. It's just that the barbarians aren't unwise. And I okay. would say the same with Goliaths. Like Goliaths aren't necessarily unwise usually. So it makes sense if you're going to like choose a proficiency to pick like nature. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and because of that, because like we're, we're going with like they, they have shamans and whatnot, like a Druid Goliath does makes a fair amount of sense. It's good survivor. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the stats, the mountain. yeah, the stats don't really like complement it too much, but although the, the Druid is a very tanky class, especially if you go like the, the path of the, the moon, 
or the Circle of the Moon route, and he, that stone's endurance is just going to help with that tankiness. I've seen some stuff where people like, like they're like, I love running like a uh, or rolling in this case, like mm-hmm. a character that like the stats don't necessarily complement the features that are built in. They like to go super opposite. Yeah. I kind of like that too. Like, like I, I haven't really done it too often, but like I like the the halfling uh, barbarian. I think that's oh. hilarious. <laughs> like, I think we uh, yeah. like they sharpen their teeth or something yeah, like it's that. Like, ah! <laughs> it's like, oh shit! Um, it's so tiny, but I'm afraid. Yeah, it's so sc- it's scarier to me. Like I don't know, it's just scary. I'm definitely gonna do some experimenting with uh, with like picking something that that kind of doesn't make sense for the stats because I've been yeah. going with like oh what like I like what kind of stats are like I should put my stats into stuff mm-hmm. that complements this. I'm gonna like be this like archetype basically. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, and in in Fivey, what's nice is you can go completely against the grain, and it's totally viable. Um, like a Goliath rogue, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> that's that's a really tough fi- one for me. But like, you got to figure it out. Yeah, though. You, you do it. Uh, Goliath monk would be cool. That'd be scary, dude. That Fuck! Guy, I can't wait dude, to talk about the monk. Crazy. Oh yeah, the monk will be a fun episode. Um, it's a giant seen, fucking I mean, monk. I've seen Goliath wizards. I've seen that. It's it's you know it's a thing. It's, it's almost like half orc wizard. Um, like, honestly, that, to me, it's almost weirder because, like, if you consider Goliath society, at least half-orcs have, like, the the commonness to be raised amongst humans or something like that. Yeah, like, they have access to, like, yeah. magic tomes, maybe? Yeah. Like, whereas whereas well, Goliath, Goliath culture doesn't like, really believe in, like, do they like to, like, they, uh, like I imagine, like, the generational pass-on. They're not going to have books. No. They're not really, like, yeah. doing that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you'll have to really jump through some hoops to get your Goliath in, in a nice role-play situation. But I kind of like, <laughs> this, uh, honestly, this idea happened to me about, like, ten seconds ago. But what if, like, <laughs> what if there was a Goliath who was, like, um, kind of like a runt Goliath? So he's, like, really small. He's going to be a super small one for Goliath. Well, like, five foot? Yeah. And maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, like... By the time he's full grown, he's only six feet tall. That's okay. tiny for a Goliath. Yeah. And real skinny. And, like, the only reason he survived this long is because his mother refused to let him be left behind or some shit like that. He also had a uh, unproportionately sized large dome. Oh, his head was huge? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like he had an unproportionately size? sized brain. So he was, like, this genius Goliath <laughs> amongst the tribe. <laughs> and so, like, they actually started to, to tolerate him because, like, he would think of better ways for them to do things and, like, come up with, like, contraptions and whatnot. Oh, shit. And then he, like, he started to learn magic. And maybe he met, like, a traitor. Um, oh, And the traitor shit. saw, like, this weird shit going on. And, and he bought a book from this traitor. And it ended up being a, a book teaching magic. So he becomes like a level one wizard. That's fucking practice. tight. And then he leaves. So he's like this skinny. He, he's Megamind. <laughs> he looks like Megamind. So, <laughs> so yeah. Megamind the Goliath. There you go. Oh, fuck. Character that's, concept. That's really mind. good, actually. Uh, so, I like yeah, that. That's cool. Megamind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so there's there there's are, your example. There's a way. Yeah, there's always a way. There's a way in 5e. Yeah. 5e. <laughs> 5e makes it possible. Oh, my God. All you, you have could, to do is believe. Like, literally, with what you came up with right now, you could, like, uh, cut paste. Like, oh, like, he ran into, like, a thieves guild that was, like, out on a mission and, like, like bought a book about thieves can or whatever, yeah, or like how to go. set traps and like there you go. went off to be a rogue. Yeah. That, I, I, if anything, that one makes more sense because I feel like the Goliaths would be more tolerant of someone who was able to like make traps and stuff. Yeah. For them and sneak around versus, like, like the weird brainy kid that just says <laughs> shit they don't understand. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I think, I think we're done on Goliaths. Did you have any other questions? Oh my oh, God. I, I guess there's one last thing. There's a, there's an unearthed arcana that features a stone sorcerer and, 
and it's a really cool unearthed arcana i was looking at it and it really um uh complements races like dwarves or goliaths okay using constitution and actually getting into the fraying and like almost being like a melee sorcerer like and a like, like making them like a hit sponge um like yeah it definitely sponge? makes it more durable as far as sorcerers are concerned but i think there's even some melee damage stuff i'd have to go back and look at it okay but i remember seeing it and be like this is a cool way to do like a goliath sorcerer hell yeah and it would make a lot of sense since like they're kind of like surrounded by stone maybe they Maybe the mountain blessed their bloodline or whatever, and so Ooh. they have these stone sorcerers. So yeah, D and D's fun, man. Maybe you those make up fleshy, shit. like hard fleshy razors that they have in their skin, yeah. like get imbued with the magic. Sure, yeah, that's absolutely, cool. absolutely. So that's another thing. If you're looking, if you're looking to break the mold there with the Goliath, I would look at the stone sorcerer and also Megamind. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also the the dungeon cast special Megamind Goliath. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, good um, job, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anything else, or are we done? No. I think we'll leave it there. That's a good good one. (laughs) All right, guys. You guys, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. The Dungeon Cast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.